Whatever you are facing, God is with you. And God of the future, that means the things that I have no control over. That God knows the future. And he's going to show up in a supernatural way. So we say he's holding it all together. Because the present informs the future. How I live in the present is going to inform how I live in the future. So, Lord, I come before you this morning. We understand that you are holding all things together. You are the Alpha and you're the Omega. You are the beginning. You are the end of a thing. And so today we understand that you are in our lives. You are intricately intertwined in our lives. So thank you, Father. Thank you for your hand upon us. Thank you for the miraculous way in which you move upon us. Thank you, God, for the ways in which you, God, perform miracles upon miracles. The ways you begin to pour grace upon grace. The ways you begin to stir up within us, Lord. Lord, we love you. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we glorify your name. We honor you, King of glory. We honor you, Lord Almighty. We honor you. Great I am. You are the Lord, our Redeemer. You are the Lord, our righteousness. Your banner over us is love. So we declare an open heaven over this house and over the lives of your people, O oh God. We declare a place where you speak, a place where you move, a place where your heart is revealed. Father, we pray today that you are moving in this place. You are moving on the lives of your sons and your daughters. So we believe today that today is a fundamental moment. A moment, oh God, where you show up. A moment where the grace of God is poured out. A moment where you reveal the very, oh God, heartbeat of the Father. So Father, this, this morning, Speak to us. Move over our lives. Thank you, King of Glory. Thank you, King of Glory. Thank you, King of Glory. We take off all limits of you today. 
we acknowledge the presence of an almighty God in this place. Yeah. We acknowledge the presence of an almighty God in this place. Thank you for your El Shaddai presence. Thank you, God, for your Shekinah. Oh, Shalamai Leke. Rimaso Kobo Shikai. Lebeke Lamatsa Lamande Lebe. How your hand has never let me go. It never let me go. So good to me. God, I can't believe how you love me. What a friend you have been. So good to me. Oh, God, I can't believe how you Time you brought me through, I call you faith. I just want. 
we honor you we bless you you are the great I am you are Elohim you are God all by yourself the great and mighty one the one mighty in battle the Lord our strength we bless you the book of Psalms 139 said you search me O Lord and you know me you know when I sit, you know when I rise. You perceive my thoughts afar off. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar in all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, completely know it. You hem me in behind 
before you lay your hand upon me your knowledge is too wonderful for me too lofty for me to attain where can I go from your spirit where can I flee from your presence if I go to the heavens you are there if I make my bed in the depths you are there if I rise on the wings of the dawn if I settle on the far side of the sea even there you will guide me your right hand will hold me fast amen amen that means the bible says search me O lord and you know me amen god knows you he knows you better than sometimes we know you somebody else will know you he knows you better than sometimes you may think you know yourself amen he knows you when you sit when you rise the bible says he perceives your thoughts from afar amen and so today i want you to know i like verse 5 it says you hem me in amen zechariah says it you are the wall of fire around me and the glory in my midst here in psalm 139 he says he hems you in come on somebody says he hems me in behind in front of and his hand is upon me hallelujah behind in front of his hand is upon me you see for some of you it's words but I know there's some stuff I'm going to face in the week I've got no control of but to know that he's watching my behind that means I don't have to watch what is behind me I don't have to watch who is behind me I don't have to watch about the intentions of people amen because I know he's surrounding me amen I don't have to watch what is in front of me because I know he's going before me his spirit is my rear guard God's got me all around amen amen though the world may try to slay me though people may rise up against me God has got me and the Bible says his hand is upon me you know what's a powerful thing about knowing the hand of the Lord is that you know that you are protected he says his hands will reach out and touch us where we are amen so may the Lord hem you about may you walk in the protection of the Lord may you walk in the favor of the Lord may the hand of the Lord be upon you in such a way that favor will be attracted to you opportunities will be attracted to you people will be attracted to you amen because of what God is putting in your life so father Father, we give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor. For you are a faithful and an awesome God. There is nobody like you. So this morning, we declare that no weapon formed against your sons and daughters will prosper. And no tongue that is raised against them shall stand. Every evil agenda, every wicked plan of the enemy you are confounding today 
in the mighty name of Jesus. You are releasing a sound. You are releasing favor. You are releasing favor. I thank you, O oh God, that oh God, that relationships are being restored in the name of Jesus. People, O oh God, that have walked away are coming back. That prodigals are returning in the name of Jesus. Prodigals are returning in the name of Jesus, bringing right relationships, right connections, divine connections in the name of Jesus. Just move by your power, move by your power in this place. Move by your power and your spirit. We say to you, O oh God, be all the glory, be all the honor, and all the praise. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Amen. Won't you turn around, shake somebody's hand, say them, it is good, so good to see them here. Amen. We thank God to have, for having you all here to join us on our Heritage Sunday service. Amen. Amen. Where we celebrate the goodness of the Lord. Amen. And the fact that we are all one in Christ. Amen. Amen. That we are all one in Christ. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You all looking so good. Amen. And we're going to praise God. Come on. Eh? Hallelujah. Oh, we give him praise. We give him glory. Because there's no one like our God. Amen. Come on. You can shake those bodies. Amen. You can move those legs. Yeah, let's celebrate right now. Come on, it's coming from my heart. It is coming from my heart. Yeah. Praise and thanks unto you, Lord. All the things you've done. All the things you have done. I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for your love. I give you the praise. It's coming from my heart.
words you can't see right now. Come on. When I got
ready.
your spirit now. Hallelujah. You're rich. You're prosperous. Yes. Amen. Church, can we get that? Hallelujah. Amen. You're rich. You're prosperous. You're favored. Amen. Come on. You're the salt and the light. Hey, hey. I'm the salt of the earth. Hey, come on. I'm the salt of the earth. I carry the flavor of God. I season the earth. Hey, I'm the salt. I'm the salt. I'm the salt of the earth. Come on, come on. I'm the salt of the earth. I carry the flavor of Oh, uh-huh. 
Father God, because there's no one like you, Father. Thank you for your unconditional love. Thank you, Father God, for never failing us, oh God.
We bless you. And so this morning, Lord, as we get around your word, we believe the entrance of your word brings light and light. So speak to us from your word. We are ready. We declare that our hearts are ready. We declare that our minds are ready. We declare that our spirits are receptive. We declare that we are fertile ground, Lord, where your word will take root and germinate and produce a harvest in the name of Jesus. And the church said amen and amen. Let's give God a praise offering. He is worthy of all praise. Hallelujah. He is worthy of all praise. Amen. 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 So we want to welcome you. I know, I know you're getting ready to sit, but we're going to stand just for one thing. I'm going to ask Cornelia to come and help me and Tando, come and help me. Amen. Amen. I just need two mics. Amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, this is our Heritage Sunday, right? Where we celebrate our South Africanness. Amen. Our? It's a new word. <laughs> Amen. Our South Africanacity. Is that a better word? Amen, amen, amen. We can coin it, you can put it in Oxford. Amen, amen. And patent it. Care of. Amen. Amen. I want us to understand, many years ago, our president, Thabo Mbeki, our former president, Thabo Mbeki, wrote a, a speech, his inaugural, or his State of the Nation address, 
and in it he said, I'm an African. And in it, it was one of the most inclusive messages I've ever seen someone write. He wrote this and he begins to understand the journey of the different peoples that make up the nation of South Africa. And remember, our president, Thabo Mbeki, wrote all of his own speeches. Nobody wrote his speech for him. He was really a great orator. He was really a great communicator. And one of it that struck out, he speaks about all of the different aspects that make us who we are as a nation. And I think sometimes we lose track of it in, in that and we take on different identities. But I want us to understand who we truly are. Amen. And so for some of you, it may be the first time. For some of you, you may have heard other people do it before. Amen. But we're going to do the national anthem together. Amen. 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 Now, I know there's some words you're going to be finding strange. Amen. Amen. But I want us to understand to own who we are. Amen. So I want to encourage you when we sing the national anthem as traditional in our country, we, because we're proud of who we are. Amen. We're proud of being South African. We stand as a mark of respect and we sing it together. Amen. Now I asked Quanele and, and Tando to help me and they disappeared very far from me. Amen. 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 But we're going to sing it together and we're going to celebrate what God has done. And I believe we cannot bear a prayer for the nation without understanding what the nation represents and, and is very, very clearly represented in our national anthem. Amen. And so we're going to sing it together. Amen. Now, I don't know, I don't think they know all the, all the chords and stuff for it. Amen. But if they're going to follow us somewhere, but don't lead us off. Amen. Whatever you do, help us, right? Help us, but don't kill us. Amen. Because I can go one way. Amen. 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 But we're going to sing it together and we don't want to butcher this. Amen. This is something I used to sing traditionally every day. This national anthem. Amen. When I was in the police. Amen. Amen. But we're going to sing it with pride. Amen. Now don't, don't mumble it. Don't sing the parts that you only know. You know, somehow when it comes, we remember those parts, right? And then the South Africa part. Then we come loud. Amen. But let's try and do it all together. Amen. We're going to do it together. One, two, three.
remember our country South Africa we remember the foundations of this nation we remember oh God some of the great lives that have been sacrificed for our freedom father we remember that we are building a nation and so today Lord let us become mindful I pray, O oh God, for a spirit of being patriotic, a spirit of being proudly South African. Father, we speak, O oh God, a blessing over our nation. O oh God, from the, the, the union, O oh God, the state of the house, O oh God, to the union buildings, to every nation, to every headquarters, to every city hall, in every community. To every, oh God, the province and every, oh God, locality and municipality. We pray today for a divine hand of God to move over leaders, to move over, oh God, move over systems, move over our economic system in our country, move over our education system in our country, move over every system. Father, I pray for divine breakthroughs. I thank you for innovative ideas. I thank you that our nation is rising. I cancel every negative prophetic word. We cancel every negative word spoken against our nation. We declare that our nation will rise again, defying all odds, defying all speculation. I pray today, let there be a recovery in our nation. Let there be a recovery in our nation. Make us, oh God, a, 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 a beacon of hope in Africa. Make us a beacon of hope, oh God, even for the nations. Let us be an example of how our nation can get it together. Break the stereotype of Africa. Break, oh God, the negative words that have been spoken over our nation. I pray today unearth every negative agenda against our nation. And so today, show up. We love you, Lord. You said, oh God, you will do it like you did it, oh God, for the children of Israel. Because there was a remnant in Israel. Now, Lord, because there's a remnant in South Africa, bless this nation because of your sons and daughters. 
I thank you for innovative ideas. I thank you for new opportunities. I thank you for discoveries in the name of Jesus that will revolutionize the world and systems in the world. Father, I pray, oh God, for, for natural resources that have not been unearthed, that have been not been discovered to become discovered. I pray in the name of Jesus, make, oh God, raise up, oh God, those that, oh God, will, 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 will execute and steward the resources of our nation. Father, raise up, oh God, a nation that loves you, a nation that is passionate for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bless the Lord. Amen. Amen. Our Sunday school has, uh, has got an item for us this morning. Amen. And they're going to bless us. So I'm going to, all our Sunday school kids, amen, if they can come. Thanks, uh, Kwanele. Thanks, Tando. I appreciate you. Amen. Even when I led you wrong, you still helped me. Amen. Amen. Come, come, If it's getting too hot in the back, you could just put on one of those aircons if you need to. This. so good God is so good God is so good He's so good to me God is so good God is so good God is so good He's so good to me Yes,
Amen, amen, amen. Nikki, you preaching? I thought Nikki is dressed up for preaching, amen, so he's, he decided to stay on the stage, amen. Bless. He still does want to stay, amen, amen. Bless the Lord. Amen, amen. If you have your Bibles, just turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verse 44. Amen. Amen. And we're going to share with you a few thoughts today from the word of the Lord, that, and I pray that you will be encouraged. Amen. Amen? Amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor, say, by the field. field. Amen. Amen. Now, for some of you, you are used to shopping. So shopping is not hard when I say to you, buy, you already, you know, you're ready, you got your hand by the wallet, you know, you got the card. Now we don't even have to swipe a bank card. You can use your phone and, and tap and just pay and everything. So there's so much technology that is there. For us to, for us to pay, Amen. But so we're going to Matthew chapter thirteen. Let's look at verse forty-four. I want to just share, uh, re, uh, share with you some principles on buying the field. The kingdom of heaven is like the treasure hidden in a field. When a man had found it, he hid it again, and then he went in his joy. He went and sold all that he had. And bought that field. And again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. And when he had found one of the great of great value, he went and sold away and sold everything he had and bought it. Then once again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. When it was full, the fishermen pulled it up to the shore, and they sat down and collected all the good fish in the baskets and threw the bad away. This is how it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into a blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all these things? Jesus asked. Yes, they replied. And he said to them, Therefore, every teacher of the law who has become a disciple of the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of the house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. Hear this? Therefore, Every teacher of the law, every scribe who has become a disciple of the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of the house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. Amen. Now I want to share with you some thoughts. Just correct my mic, right? There's some feedback. I want to share with you some thoughts that is very important for us to understand in this portion of scripture. It gives us three accounts. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. The kingdom of heaven is like a pearl that when discovered, a fine pearl. And then it says the kingdom of heaven is like a, 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 a catch of fish. 
and he begins to bring all of these things and then he says anyone a teacher of the law must become a disciple of the kingdom amen this is very important for us to understand now the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field amen a treasure hidden in a field say for example i come until rather to your house and um, i dig up a piece of ground in your house in your yard and i find a piece of gold in your yard whose gold is it i dug i found it whose gold is it antiradas finders keepers losers weepers is it is it my gold why why let, let, let's ask the lawyer why teddy i don't own the land so the the land owner's rights is that they don't only own the property but everything on the property everything under the property is theirs right okay auntie rather decides to rent me her house and faithfully every month i pay her my rent and while i'm gardening in the house that i'm renting i find gold whose gold is it i'm renting the house i'm I, i'm now not just digging i'm renting the house i'm paying money huh i'm paying for the house not the land hey i parked my car there i'm gardening i told you i'm gardening i mean i should have said i'm a renter i don't garden i don't clean the yard i don't fix the light bulb you know some renters are like that yeah, yeah. by law the owner of the land still has a legal right to whatever's in the land amen if you come to my house and you dig by my house i was digging this week amen and i dug deep hoping to find anything i found water <laughs> amen but it wasn't a spring or anything it was just water ground water but if you come digging in my yard and you find gold whose gold is it yours see it changes when i said yours you digging 
When it was me digging, you said, no, 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 Auntie Radha's. <laughs> right? But the reality is that whatever is in your house, in the land that you own, you have a legal right to. Ah. This is important. Why is this important? If you are renting the space, you have no legal right to the place that you are renting. Now the question is, in the house of God, are you a renter or an owner? Are you just renting space or are you owning? Have you bought the field? Uh, see, now it went quiet. Because you want the privileges. You want the rights, but the, the, the principle is I have no legal right to what I am renting. That means you've got frequent flyer status. You know, we've got some frequent flyers. Even in the church. We've got some people that you know them by their name. But all they are are frequent flyers. But they haven't bought the field. It's our covenant month, amen? And we know that in terms of covenant... You have to be all in. That means when Ruth turns to Naomi and she says, where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. She was saying, I am covenanting with you. And where you go, I will go. This is the challenge to the church today is that have we come to the place where we are talking about covenant, but you cannot covenant till you have, are all in. Yeah. Ask your neighbor, are you all in? Some of you are asking nobody. Amen. <laughs> now, remember the privilege of me looking at you is that I see everything. Amen. Are you all in? Yeah. Amen. Now, this is something that is important. Because sometimes we have too many, we are trying to build with renters. And the Lord cautioned me while I was in Kenya. I was sharing with a leadership team and this thought birthed out of me. Are we building with renters or we are building with people that have bought the field? Because eventually a renter moves out. There's no loyalty. Because it is basically on the fact that I need you right now. And when something better comes along, I'm out of here. We live in a culture of people that, 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 that believe in a renting a space. Because there's no responsibility. I don't have to paint the building. I don't have to clean the yard. I don't have to invest anything. Because when you're the owner, you keep investing. 
you keep ensuring that you take care of it because it's a treasure. Amen. He says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure. It's something of value. But he says when I discover something of value, I sell all. Uh, are you prepared to sell all? All of your time. Not only talking about your finances. I won't go to Malachi. I'm not talking about just your attendance. Because that we can get. But are you all in? Are you invested? Are you in that place where you said I bought the field? This is where I'm blooming. This is where I'm connected and I understand this is where it's going to produce in me what I need to. Some of you have joined this ministry at different stages of your life. But everyone that has come in, I can assure you, you are better than when you, when you first joined in. When I look at your life and I look at your family and I look at your circumstances, I'm seeing things that are better. Amen? And I'm here to say to you, this is fertile ground. Yeah. I'm confident of it. Amen? Yeah. I'm here to say to you, I understand what we carry. I understand the value. Amen? Some of you are seeing snippets of it, but you are scratching the surface. Some of you are teetering between renting and buying. That means you got a sale agreement in place, but you haven't put a signature to it. You got an offer to purchase, but you haven't really bought the field. You are looking for the benefit, but you're not understanding there's a sacrifice before you can benefit. There's, there's something that is required of you. The, 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 the Bible says, the, 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 the man goes into the field, he finds the treasure. Look at it, he finds the treasure. Then he, come, he buries it again. <laughs> uh, you, see, you see, this man had wisdom. Yeah. Enough to understand, I found something, and legally I have no right to it. So he goes back. He sells all that he has to buy the field. Say buy the field. He sells all that he has to buy the field so that he can access what is in the field. The reality is some of us are trying to access what we haven't bought. You're trying to benefit. You're trying to say, may there be a residual blessing on my life, but I haven't bought the field. Some of you have been with us for several years, but somehow we have to still prove to you. This is good ground. I have to still convince you. This is where your loyalties need to be. I'm saying to you, there are some things that you can sit in this house and not access purely because you haven't bought the field. This covenant month, 2023, this church has been 23 years. 
I often sit and I think about the different times and the different people we've journeyed with. Sometimes I wonder where some of them are that have left. Sometimes I've seen where some of them are that have left. Sometimes I hurt purely out of the point of some people left prematurely. I'm reminded of a few occasions when people came to me and, and some just left because of other opportunities and work commitments and all of those things. And there was one particular case I remember. The Lord said to me, tell them don't move. But everything when the person met me, they said to me, they convinced me how good and how lucrative it is how uh, it will be a financial answer to the challenges of their family. And I felt it that I should keep quiet. Because if I say this, it may affect the relationship. But it didn't go good. What they thought that was lucrative wasn't as lucrative. I stand today and I see the same family in a different place. And I wonder, could things have been different? But there's things I have to live with. So I understand some things. Some people covenant with the, for us with a season. But I don't understand it from the scripture because covenant says it is permanent. Covenant is permanent. Covenant is not seasonal. Amen. This is something that is important for us to understand. So he goes in and he says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field. He, he hides it. He goes, sells all that he has to buy it. Without sacrifice, there's no access. Without obedience, there's no breakthrough. Amen? Without sacrifice, there's no access. That means in order for you to access the benefit of the field, the treasure. Some of you know there is treasure. But it hasn't convinced you enough to sell. Jesus goes on and he says, a good teacher, a good scribe. Who has become a disciple of the kingdom of heaven. Knows how to, out of the storehouse, how to bring Treasures old and new. This house is not only about new treasures. There are some old treasures too. Amen? Now, one of the things we know as South Africans is gold. Isn't it? That means when you go to propose, your future wife, when you go to propose, you don't just buy anything. You don't go and buy a touch of gold. <laughs> Some of you girls have to go back and check, you know. <coughs> These guys came with a fake. Huh? But there's something about it. Why do you bring gold? You bring gold into the marriage because it is something of value. But it's something that doesn't age. But with age, it increases in value. 
Some of us, some of you got some of that old gold. Uh, some of that old gold that, 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 I mean, today when you take it to the shop, they, ooh. I mean, I, my son got proposed recently. We went to buy some gold jewelry because that's part of the tradition. And so we went to buy some gold jewelry. And I realized what my money was buying long time. Can't buy. Nowadays, thin things. You can't even see it. They say it's a chain. <laughs> they say the chain, uh, you see it like, like wire. Not even the thick fence wires like the tying wire, they call it. You know, just like thin things. Amen? Um, uh, some of you test the carrots, right? Uh, the girls know, amen? You can't bluff them. Amen? They know the cubic zirconias. And, is it? Why? Because you're saying, I value you. So the, the ring becomes a, a symbol of covenant. It becomes a symbol of treasure. I treasure you. I value you. Amen? Some people, I, I, I saw this when I was at the jeweler shop. The, the ladies, when they're choosing their rings, are choosing expensive. 50, 60,000, they're talking about the carrots and everything. And then there was a family there buying a ring for the, the boy. They, you know, the girl went to choose her ring, and then she went to buy a ring for the boy. And she spent about like close to 100,000 for her ring. And then she went and she found one ring for a thousand rand for that fellow. <laughs> I said, that fellow, he's a fool, man. He should, he should went and just checked, uh, you know, the value of this thing. Amen? I mean, you would have, you know, cut one of those ferals. Yeah. You know, from <laughs> copper ferals, even would be cheaper. But I think when you learn how to value something, you learn how to invest in it. Amen? My question to you today is that, what have you invested? You've been benefiting. What have you invested? Are you all in? In terms of where this house is going to, this house cannot get there on its own. You cannot just be a passenger on for the ride. You got to understand, are you committed to this? Now, this is a very, very important picture because nothing here just appears. Nothing in your life just appears. A home doesn't just appear. It takes a couple to understand how to build a home. But if you see the treasure, I, I, I'm, I, maybe I should go there first. See the treasure in your spouse. Treasure them. If you treasure them, then you bought the field. You learn how to buy the field. What do I mean? That means you're not here and then you're there and then you're there. You're watching and looking and keeping one for safety. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Buy the field. If you believe this is of God for your life, for where you're going to. You won't understand the treasure that is in the person that God brings into your life until you learn how to buy the field. Amen? Take ownership. I'm saying to the, to, to, to the families and to the couples, recognize the treasure that is in your field. Amen? Because this is a very, very important 
picture for us to understand. Now, when we look at this parable, there are many, uh, there are many thoughts to it, but one of it is that Israel is the treasure. The world is the field. Jesus is the one that redeems the treasure out of the field. This is, this is the interpretation. So we understand that it belongs to the owner of the field. Remember, God is the owner of everything. But the, the enemy, Satan, has control over the world. So there is the treasure that is God's deposits that are in the earth. That Jesus comes and ransoms, pays the price for, so that he can buy the field. That's why, that's why he gives us the place where we have come into authority and dominion. But the reality is, buying the field is not cheap. Anything, any relationship is, requires an investment. Amen. We, we bless with quite a few people that are married uh, for a long time. Right? Pastor Maki, you're married 30? I would know and ask many. 36 years. Amen. Goni? Divin? 32. Amen. I'll put Goni in the spot. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Is there any more than 36 years? How many of you are around 36 years old? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Terina? Close to 36. Micholan? Close to 36. That's as long your whole life these two people were married together. Your whole life. And they're still together. Amen? They dress alike. Same colors. Amen? What am I saying to you? Anything worth you have to pay the price. 36 years ago, you didn't know that you're going to be at this space in your life. There was a faith step. There was an understanding that God brought this person into your life. Amen? We've been blessed to have people that were married for many years in the house. Amen? But what am I saying to you? It takes an investment. Now, when you buy the field, you don't only buy the treasure. You buy the weeds. You buy, sometimes when you're buying a field, somebody threw dirt there in the field. Sometimes when you're buying the field, you bought some rocks in the field. Ah. See, you see, you understand with the field, didn't only come the treasure. Came some rocks. Sometimes they throw it at you. Came some dirt in the field. Came some things that you didn't expect, but it was in the field. I'm here to say to you, you don't sell the field because of the rocks. 
For everyone, if you want to understand marriage, you've got to understand it by the field. Amen? Not renting. What we call modern day staying together. With testing. Try out. Only cars you test drive. Not relationships. Come on. I want you to understand, we, we are a house where we learn how to buy the field. Amen? And we understand how to stay in our own field. Not in other people's fields. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you need an interpretation. Amen. Stay in your field. Amen. Buy the field. Understand that there's an investment. Understand that there's a sacrifice. Sometimes in the field, things are not good. There's challenges in buying the field. Sometimes there's some rats, some snakes, some bugs, some cockroaches. It's usual. But you still buy the field. Is it? There's some things that you'll discover when you bought the field that you may not like, but you don't get rid of it because of the treasure that is in the field. Amen? They say everybody's house is their castle. Isn't Your home is your castle. The reality is the value you see in it, not everybody has to see it. But you understand the significance of it. We are at that stage where we're realizing the house that we have is big for us. But man, it's hard to think about it. It's hard to think about it. So we decided even if it's a big house, we can stay one day in one room. Other... <laughs> It can be like you're on holiday. In your own house. Amen? Sometimes it's hard to clean the yard. Sometimes it's expensive to maintain. But some of you understand what I'm saying. Because some of us have learned, you understand the treasure. You understand when God brought you to that place. When God brought you to this place, what, what state were you in? What space in your life you were in? And when some of you want to access some blessings and the breakthroughs are right there at the brink, but you haven't gotten to the place where you bought the field. And I want to encourage you, buy the field. Let's go to one portion of scripture and I'm going to close today. But understand we have a time of fellowship after church, so amen. Hallelujah. You can get the smells already. Yeah. Amen. It's killing me here, but uh, amen. I'm trying to get some work done. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 32, verses 6. You can put it up on the screen for us. And Jeremiah said, the word of the Lord came to me. Hanamel, the son of Shalom, your uncle is going to come to you and say, buy the field. At Anon. Because you're my nearest relative, it is your right and your duty to buy it. Then just as the Lord said, my cousin Hanamel came to me in the courtyard of the guard and said, Buy the field at Anon in the territory of Benjamin, since this is your right to redeem it and possess it and buy it for yourself. Say, buy it for yourself. 
I knew that this was the word of the Lord, so I bought the field from my cousin, and I weighed out for him 17 shekels of, of, of silver. So, so even if you're buying something from your family, don't take it for nothing. Yeah. Buy it. And I signed and sealed the deed, and I had it witnessed, and I weighed out the, the silver on the scales, and I took the deed of purchase, and, I, and a sealed copy containing containing the terms and conditions as well and a seal as an unsealed copy and I gave the deed to Baruch the son of Neriah and in the presence of my cousin and of a witness who signed the deed and of all the Jews sitting in the courtyard in their presence I gave Baruch this instructions this is what the Lord Almighty says the God of Israel Take these documents, both sealed and unsealed, and, and, and the deeds of purchase, and put them into a clay jar so that they may last a long time. For this is what the Lord God Almighty says. Houses and fields, vineyards again will be bought in this land. After I have given the deed of purchase, Baruch the son of Neriah, I prayed to the Lord. Every year we come to our covenant. And part of our covenant, this is something the Lord has given us many years ago. We, you, we have a clay pot that, that stands in this table right near us. And uh, for many years it's been in the pulpit. And probably have to move it back. But in the clay pot, I often every year ask you, write down a covenant declaration. But in that clay pot is the title deeds of this church. And the word that the Lord gave me about the title deeds of this church is that this has been a sign that everyone that is in this house will experience the same breakthrough that this house has. I can tell you miracle upon miracle of how we purchased this property. I can tell you about the journey, how we came here. It was not easy. When we came here, we were about... 35 people with including children. And we came here to a place that we was on sale for 1.8 million. And we barely even had the money to pay the rent. And we rented for four years. Bought. And in four years, five years, five years, we paid it off. That is the hand of God. You, you very rarely look at it. And remember... Our congregation, you know you. We know each other. There's no major business person. But there are those that are coming up. Hallelujah. Amen. But the Lord said, do this. Put it there. Jeremiah, it's in the time of Babylonian captivity. God has given Israel over to the Babylonians, uh, the, the Zedekiah, the king, had faulted against the Lord, and the Lord has given them over to the Babylonians. And the Lord is allowing Jeremiah to buy land in Israel that is coming under captivity. And he says, again, this is a reminder. Although you're going into captivity, even in the time of famine, even in the time of captivity, people will buy lands and houses yeah. and vineyards again. Amen. What am I saying to you? When God gave me that word, I believe 
that we as a church will prosper even though the country goes through tough times, doors will open for the sons and the daughters of God of this house because the promise is attached. So your, your covenant declaration lies with the title deed of this house as a seal that what God did in this house and what God promised us as a prophetic word will be fulfilled also in your life. But I'm here to say to you today, it can just be words written on paper or it can be a covenant coming into agreement with because you have bought the field. I have seen year upon year people come and tell stories of how and give testimonies of how God supernaturally broke through. Even in this time, when people say it's a harsh climate, it's a difficult environment, there are people, we had a testimony the other day from Shay, how God supernaturally opened a door of employment for her. She had a desire, and the Lord met the desire within moments, within weeks. Amen? But you got to buy the field. I'm saying to you today, that the anointing that is on this house is an anointing for prosperity. Is an anointing for breakthrough. Why? We have learned how to serve. We have learned how to sacrifice. I'm saying to you to, uh, right now, as we enter into our covenant week, the last week, we're going to take three days, sorry, I'm putting four, but three days of fasting and just waiting upon the Lord. Now, this is upon you. Individually, as part of our preparation for coming together on Saturday, we're going to take three days of us waiting upon the Lord. And we're going to trust God as you, and in those three days, write down your prophetic declaration, your covenant prophetic declaration. What you trust in God for you and for your household. What you trust in God for your children. What you trust in God in your relationships. All of those things you trust in God for, put it down. Amen? If you're an adult, do it on your own. Even if you're an adult child in a family, do it on your own. There are some things you need to come to God with yourself. And some of you need to make a commitment to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm trusting you to do this and this is my commitment to you. You need to come in a place where you make a vow before the Lord and say, Lord, this is my vow. Some of you need to trust God, and we bring in a covenant offering. This is an offering that we bring to say, Lord, we are buying the field. We're not renting space. This is not your tithe. This is a covenant offering. This got a specific agenda to it. It says, I'm part of this house. And, and as, then I become a legal, I have a legal right to access the spiritual benefits of the house. Amen? So understand this. As we come into our covenant week, this week is a powerful week for us as a church. Some of you are trusting God for things in your family. This is the week that you begin to just lay your request before the Lord and trust Him. I can tell you God's about to show up. I'm excited about what God is doing. But my question is, are you a renter? Or you're an owner. Have you bought the field? 
He said, I'm, I'm here. Pastor, no matter what, I'm here. You know? And so we believe in God that there will be something greater that will happen in our lives. Let's just bow our heads together. Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. We understand that there is a greater depth to our relationship, a greater depth to our knowing. And so today, Lord, show up in a supernatural way in our lives, in our homes, in our families. Father, I pray today that there will be a supernatural breakthrough in the lives of people. Father, for those that are part of the house, but haven't bought the field. Lord, move on their hearts. Move on their spirit. Let them recognize that this is the place that you have ordained for them to be. Father, for those that have bought the field, but somewhere down the line have lost connection. Feels like they stepped out of covenant. Lord, let there be a restoring of covenant. That none that is in this house will just be a spectator. But they will be a participant and a recipient of the favor and the grace of God that is over this house. So Father, bless your sons and bless your daughters in the mighty name of Jesus. Multiply to them grace upon grace. Multiply to them favor upon favor. Multiply to them anointings upon anointings. Father, I pray like the, like the man that the Bible says when he found the treasure, with joy, he went and sold all that he had. It wasn't a bitter experience, Lord. It wasn't a fearful experience, Lord. It was a joyful one. I pray today that we will respond in joy. We thank you for what you're doing. We seal your blessings. We seal your word upon this house. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's just stand together.